0: In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. This is Stevie Wonder's 1976 double album, Songs in the Key of Life. So guys, actually, I've had a lot of trouble today thinking about a funny intro. Uh, and I always, you know, I asked you guys for help and I actually got a great email from Aaron. So Aaron, I'm going to read your bit that you sent on the email. Okay.
1: Yeah, you bet. Yeah. So, Thanks for taking so my advice. I, I,
0: I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but at the beginning of, uh, isn't she lovely, you hear the baby cry. It turns out that's the, the actual first, and I normally don't get into this this early before the theme song even, but that's actually the, his baby's first cry ever after being born. And it turns out that Stevie wonder actually took that idea of using sound clips. And applied it to a lot of his songs. Okay, so Aaron actually emailed me this clip of um, Sir Duke, and this is his one of his alternate takes that ended up not being on the album. So tell me what you guys think of this.
2: Oh, Aaron! Oh, Aaron! I don't, what?
3: What is this?
1: That's it. It's one of the ultimate takes. This is really <laughs> first
4: porn, No fart jokes. Oh and, uh, no! Is this the lowest? Is this the lowest point of our podcast? I'm yes. To- <laughs> oh! I, even got- I have no idea what's going on. I was planning. I, I on got a response the-
3: from a, a female friend of me about the Big Bopper the other day. This is going to be way worse, Rob. Just <laughs> cut <laughs> the music. I think I
0: was. I was planning on trying to do it to the beat, but it's really hard. Rob, cut <laughs> yeah, the music. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time you're just too lazy to look it up online if you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track i've got the perfect podcast for you jack
1: Beck did it better
0: (laughs) yeah that song was originally called sir dookie ah uh, and that joke is very good yeah i was gonna go with i stevie wonder what joke i should make i was gonna go with that instead but when i got aaron's email i thought that
1: was so good that i did that i just i was so excited that, about the pun that i made <laughs> yeah it's it's very very good my, that's just like a second joke. joke my second yeah, joke. i'm getting this podcast thing down <laughs> that's definitely
0: kind of joke that aaron sends in all the time uh guys you know my four co-hosts make me think the song should be called isn't we lovely oh uh, and let me introduce you to my four co-hosts right now this is Beck did it better uh, we got Matt in Minnesota Matt how are you doing
4: doing good Rob doing
0: good thanks for having me <laughs> yeah no problem uh, I don't think you understand how this works I'm not really but anyway <laughs> Russ in Minneapolis how are you doing
3: Rob I've been smoking cigarettes and writing something nasty on the wall I'm a nasty boy send me to the principal's office you down nasty hall.
0: boy
1: uh, and Aaron out in Oaktown how are you doing Aaron I'm great. The Athletics of Oakland extended their season today. I was very happy to enjoy that game this afternoon. I know it's a music podcast, but I was watching some sports today.
0: I honestly, I watched one Twins game, and it was one of the most boring things I've ever watched in my life. I was like, oh, it's so, I just can't handle it, guys. I'm too, like, I'm too dumb.
1: My, my attention span is too short. These were all homers. The A's, are, they're, the A's are playing in Dodger Stadium during the day. Everything's a home run. It's amazing. Everything, everything oh. in the air is a home run. Oh. Just almost, I'm almost going to sleep just listening to that.
0: <laughs> so uh let's, you know what? Why mess around? Listen, I, I as much as I would love this, we, I figure we did Joni Mitchell. That was a two-hour podcast. This is a double album. I'm looking at four hours for this episode. Oh,
3: yeah. I think oh, yeah. that's a
0: bare minimum for this. I'm that's for that's long long long. Long.
3: That would probably get you about through five innings of an Oakland A's baseball game, right? <laughs> that's true, right? <laughs> I do want to apologize for that
0: opening joke. I don't think that was very funny, Aaron.
3: Uh, all right. So, <laughs> uh, see, this is Rob. Now Rob's got to keep bringing it up. Cause he knows this wasn't good enough to make it, but if he keeps bringing it up, it has to stay. in. too many edits. Can't cut it out. If I keep bringing
0: it up. It's so, it's brilliant. Oh God, I'm so smart. Uh, <laughs> so actually that, that whole setup was very complicated. Now I'm totally discombobulated. I don't know what's going on. Uh, let's get it in right into our, uh, let's get it in right into our rolling going, Matt rolling going. How's it going with you?
4: Uh, going well, uh, you know, to continue to look at this list here, and oh no, we're getting little little early into it. But I mean, two two quick notes for this week. Oh, ooh, Matt's um, still mad about the list.
3: Ooh. I'm not actually
4: I'm extremely happy about a couple of things here. Not sure
3: why this is at 489 and not 488. Yeah,
4: there was two <laughs> albums that what about uh, were kind of like the 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 known albums from a couple of artists. And then they had a second album that was on the list that was farther down the list before. Well, the second albums have jumped over the original albums. Mm. And so the first one being uh, U2. Joshua Tree was originally number 27 on the 2012 what list. on earth jump Joshua
0: Tree? That is a solid banger of an album. The first three well, songs on that are some of the top three songs of all time.
4: Yeah, if you were born in, like, nineteen seventy. All right, or, all right, all right. Grumpy Man <laughs> is back again. We love oh. it. I don't know. So, but tongue Baby uh, from 1991. What what kind of tongue? tongue. Is that the one that has Actung? Numb on it? No, that doesn't have Numb on it, does it's it? It's got Wild Horses on it. That's what I, you know, I think it's their best song. But uh, extremely happy that Joshua Tree fell, and I think this album is better by U2. So was happy that help, that happened. Uh And then we went to uh, Dookie from 1994, Green Day. Sir Dookie, Sir Dookie, Sir Dookie, Dookie. (laughs) all comes back to Sir Dookie. No, No. was originally 193rd on the list. It dropped, or uh, you know, from 2012, dropped down to 375. What? Well, American Idiot was 225 and is now 248. So it dropped, but it it jumped over Dookie, which my 13 year old self. you know, I was extremely disappointed by this. But, you know, American Idiot is an awesome album and definitely deserves to be above Dookie. So, you know, a couple a couple albums where I think the, the voters got it right. So huh. that's my uh, quick
1: breakdown for the week. So that's how I'm,
4: you know, that's Matt, how I'm every, the
1: depth of research there, the depth of knowledge.
0: Every time Matt talks, it makes me realize that he talks by far the least on the podcast and knows the most. Mm. And it makes me realize that I talk the most. So what does that mean? <laughs> like it's, it's no so depressing least behind me <laughs> it's just depressing i'm like blah blah blah
3: blah then matt's like look at this very salient point and i'm like "Huh?" i'm really <laughs> just more curious if it got dropped because of the gross name of the title sir what was the name dookie is the name of the title and i'm wondering if our episode of this podcast is going to plummet when rob insists on using yeah fart noises in the trailer or whatever was going on there songs are the key of life Doogie. no trust me that
0: fart noise trailer thing i if you've noticed i put all the fart noises on a totally separate page that page is getting deleted there will be no (laughs) fart
2: noises on the
0: permanent page it was very tempting to me to be like well maybe i'll put it on you know because i got so many fun sounds on here i mean you replace that with one of those sounds it's going to be a great time i'm not doing that i'm stronger than that i am not going down to that level uh I I absolutely refuse to. I by the way, Dookie should
4: be higher than that. It should be higher than 375, but you know, but it kind of goes back. I, there there's something about these albums that kind of turned um where where music was going, you know, from the hair bands of the 80s, you know, into Nirvana and some of these other ones. You know, the punk of the 70s and 80s into more of a mainstream punk. That's what Dookie did, I think. And so yeah, and it, it, there's a bunch of these albums we'll get into, you know, in future uh future episodes, but yeah, for sure, uh, it's one of those ones that kind of pivoted where music went and what popular music was, and so yeah, I agree with you. I will say, do you know anyone growing up that didn't have that Dookie album?
0: Like didn't everybody have that? I didn't listen to any of that music before and I own that album. Like
1: I Yeah, I my, think everybody my had it, right? High school girlfriend who was homeschooled on that album. What? Wait. <laughs> what? What? I mean, how how do you meet happen? a girl okay, uh, did you, yeah, that's what I about. She out. was homeschooled up until sophomore her sophomore year of high school. So uh, then I met her in high school. But but yeah, she, she owned Dookie. So So you didn't meet her while she was being homeschooled? No, I did not. I was gonna say, how do you meet a girl that's homeschooled? I mean, I guess you'd go to their house and just knock on the door and see if anybody's up for a date.
0: This is back I was talking to my wife about Russ meeting girls in the grocery store and she was like, Oh no, 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 wait, no. Wait,
3: no. Wait, wait. I don't I thought this my conversations about my my misfortunes were just between the three of us. More of us. You're not publishing this, are you, Rob? Or you're not talking no, about this no, with no, people. No.
0: I edited that out. I definitely don't put oh, it front God. and center in the show description. And I think in the Apple Podcast description of our podcast in general, it's mostly just your dating stories.
2: Oh
0: man. Um But so what so you dated a girl who's homeschooled, but then it was like her first year of high school?
2: Yeah. So her she was like a, she was like a horse that was
0: being year. released into the wild, and this wild stallion. Right. And you're the first one to come Purple along and lasses. try to tame her.
1: Yep. I guess. Well, I. I guess that's one way to put it. Yeah, I that's a gross way to put it, Aaron. I can't believe like you put it like that. Were you just like Ugh. the
3: first guy she's ever seen? Like she came into the school <laughs> and she just happened to be sitting next to you because her, her name was like right next to you in alphabetical yeah. order? Or, or yeah, I think
1: that's how it worked. It was like it was that easy. It was just it was a fish in a barrel situation for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, Mogley, the, uh, wolf, the wolf
0: girl coming out of the jungle. Aaron's like, hey, you or what? He's
1: got his purple sunglasses up.
0: He's like, <laughs> hey, you ever heard of the Beatles? We should
1: date. <laughs> I just remembered staying on topic though. She did play the flute, so it was uh, oh, nice. I mean, we're, we're obviously, we were setting things up for this podcast even at age 18. Rob, I, 16. Rob. <laughs> Rob. I don't, there's so Come many, on. there's so many.
4: You've been called out, you've been called out before. There's, there's so many She m- played the flute.
3: What's going on,
4: Rob? There's a joke there. She played the skin flute. All right, oh, so. No. Okay.
3: No. <laughs> And oh. that was for Kristen in Minneapolis. Oh. All right. So. Okay. <laughs> Off to a good start. Car, I'm sorry. That joke was wildly inappropriate. Uh, Russ, rolling going. How's it going? It's going really well. I actually had my, one of my first kind of trips into the wild recently. As you guys know, uh-huh. I had a conference in our industry and I actually went and presented at this conference in Puerto Rico last week. So it was the first Ooh. time that I got back on the plane. And I don't know whether it's the right or the wrong thing to be doing traveling or going presenting at conferences or participating in that. That's for everyone to decide, I guess. But one thing that I came across is I hadn't flown in a while. And I came across these flying pet peeves of mine. And I wanted to see what you guys thought about whether these behaviors were good on a plane. So can I just go through the four things that really bothered me? And I want to see if you guys do these things or what you think of them. We do them. Always
4: take your shoes and socks.
1: <laughs>
4: can I have the whole can of the soda, please?
0: Come on. Please, 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 please. Please, 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 please. Hey,
3: dolls. <laughs> All right. I have Just a bomb. Number number four on my, my list. This is not a, an official list, so there's no, no clip needed. But the first one that really bothers me is people who somehow maneuver too far back in the plane while you're while you're loading up mm-hmm. and then they have to walk back against the <laughs> grain and try to to get by all the people that are trying to get back to their seats. Yep. What do you guys think of those people when they're they've decided to go to the bathroom or something while you're loading and they've got to walk back against the grain during loading the plane? airplane salmon that's what i call those people that
4: one's a minute that ones i i i feel your pain it's it's It's, minimal on my list but i feel your pain it's number
3: four on the list it's not number one nope (laughs) i get it i
4: get it it only makes russ somewhat mad number
3: three three on the list and my guess is my guess is this one could be really divided because i don't think some people have a problem with this i got a problem with it seat reclining your thoughts if you
0: recline your seat you are a monster you should be arrested oh, wow. and taken off the plane immediately. Yep. Reclining your seat is a sociopathic behavior. I have <laughs> tweeted about this a number of times. Anytime people tweet about it, I totally say if you recline your seat, the monster, oh, I paid for it. I get to shut up. You're in my space now. Shut up. You're not reclining the seat. Okay? Reclining the seat really is the downfall of society. It does, first of all, if it helped, that would be one thing. Like if it, you reclined the seat and you got to go way back here and you're really and <laughs> Oh, I get to sleep. It doesn't help at all. You literally go back like two degrees. It, it makes no difference. Yet it makes a world of difference for me. You know, I'm on my laptop. I'm trying to edit a podcast on the plane.
3: I can't you get know. my foot carry in if, if there's, that seat is reclined back. Yeah, uh, I, guess I, I would just
1: say, counterpoint,
3: if oh you no. get severe Uh-oh. gas on an airplane,
1: what that two inches Wait, that you can recline can save your entire 10-foot radius <laughs> from all of the gas you might release. Like if you just awesome. have a little bit of relief— you don't know what that person in front of you has actually go, got going on in their guts. So i, I mean, that's maybe true. they're trying to save you. That's if this true. happened? Oh. I could guess on things. I
2: mean that I don't know. Left. Take I don't oh, think that's yeah. what that's the about. Yeah, is.
1: you thought. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no! No, no I, more fart sounds. That's what I was trying to no tell No more farts, No
2: more fart sounds.
1: This album no is more. so. This album is so important. This cannot be the fart sound podcast. This cannot you know be the what? fart sound podcast. You know what? I'm going to delete that.
0: I'm going to delete that whole section. Don't worry, I'm done with it. That was, it was Matt. Like, oh, that was man. Matt. Matt was pointing at it. my computer. I had to do something about it.
3: All right, my number two. My number two pet peeve, and this could be. This could be controversial. Yes emotional support dogs that are wearing oh. diapers on the plane your thoughts can i can i tell a story go this is for a cute, man.
4: Is I is a cute dog i i was sitting i always sit in the aisle i travel fairly often for work I always sit in the aisle so i can get up and move around if need be and not disturb the other two people by going across okay so i'm i'm flying i think i'm flying to charlotte something like that and the nobody nobody's next to me i'm on the aisle i got the middle and the the other, against the, the window is open, and I'm thinking, yes, they're two seconds from shutting the door. Yes, here we go. Shut the door. Oh, no, a, a lady walks in, and she's got a dog. Matt's in the back. Okay? Boo! <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I get to fly pretty close to the front, so... Oh, oh good that's going to be another call next week. And so the dog walks in and the dog, is, it doesn't, you know, she's just carrying the dog basically. And it doesn't have any emotional support. Like it's got like a red vest normally or something. It basically has a handle on its collar that says support dog. Like that was made yeah. by the person's grandma. That you can okay. buy on Amazon for like three yeah. bucks. Yeah. So the lady, the lady sits uh, against the window. The middle seats open. All right. 10 minutes into the flight, she decides that she's going to, lay down take a nap right her dog's gonna lay down in the in the middle of the on the uh on the ground she's gonna kick her feet up mm. right next to me and she's gonna take a nap okay and i'm like all yes. right this is great
0: so did you take out your phone and take pictures of her feet Wait, what? Why are you guys looking at me like that? Is that out (laughs) loud? She just wakes up and you're next to her just going through just hundreds of pictures of her feet on your phone. And you're like highlighting them and like zooming in and out. That would teach her the greatest. This is my favorite.
4: (laughs) And so 10 minutes in, she's sleeping. The dog is just moving all around. She's like, sit down, sit down. You know, five minutes after that, the dog shits everywhere, right onto the floor. And she's sleeping, oh.
3: right? And she doesn't know it. And so then everybody is looking around and they're looking back at me. They're at and they're looking got, forward. And I'm like They're like, who's that who's that guy that went Sir Dookie in 12 yeah. 12A?
0: Matt's fully reclined because he's like, Oh, I got so much gas, but when I fully yeah. recline, it feels so good.
4: You know, so I'm I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, and I had no idea at first. I thought the dog just farted, but then, you know, she kind of looks up and oh you know you hear her say oh and she's frantically trying to clean things up i get up and i go to the back of the plane and the stewardesses are nice and stewardess flight attendants i don't know what you call me i sit back you know in one of their jump seats they let me i tell them what's going on <laughs> okay so they're and i'm like no she's got to clean that up and then i'll go back up and they're like "No, nope, we get it sounds good so she cleans it up go back up 10 minutes later she, i'm really sorry I, I mean hey you know bad day i get it no problem Ten minutes later, the exact same scene happened again. <laughs> the exact same thing happened She should again. have reclined that
3: middle chair for that dog.
4: <laughs> they, Yeah, I got up I and wa- I grabbed my stuff. I walked to the back. They found me a seat. In the back. I had to sit in the middle in the back, but it was fine. You know, and oh, no. Big baller. Big baller. Got to sit in the middle in the back. What the hell? Big balling. I am not a fan of, quote, unquote, service dogs on planes. It doesn't end well, hardly ever.
3: You know, if someone mm-hmm. needs the dog, I'm not judging that. You know, if if right. if some people need it, I, I completely understand. Nobody that, needs but, a dog on a plane. But I, Shut up but about I, that. I, I did Get see out of here. this. There was a lady that had this little Chihuahua that she brought on the plane with her, and it had the little diaper on. But the dog was freaking out. Like there was that dog was giving no emotional support. That dog needed <laughs> emotional support.
4: So it's not an emotional support dog. Dad. Yeah, I mean, that's how you know. That's right the there. part
3: of the collar that
0: was folded under that says "needs emotional support." You flick it out, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Um, and then once I'll just tell you one other flying story. Once I was carrying a baby, he was my baby. Uh, but I came and I had a middle seat between two guys that were also my size and I'm holding like the six month old baby. And the guys look at me and I look at them and I go, hi, I'm your worst nightmare.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So the last, my last pet peeve, and I got to see what you guys think of this one. This was the one that really sets me off is when you're getting off the plane and there are people that are sitting in the back of the plane that decide they need to get up, grab their stuff and rush to the front. Yes. Now I understand like if they need to oh, make wow. a connection, you kind of d- do what you have to do, but I don't think everyone who does this is needing to make a connection. I just think they realize that the the squeaky wheel gets the grease or whatever. And if if I just go for it, this is how I'm going to make my life easier. What do you guys think of the people who dart to the front when you're exiting?
4: Savages absolute savages if, if they're nice enough and they're like hey i really got to get to you know mm-hmm. all right i'll understand but then you've got the people who are three rows back of you who want to just get a couple rows up yeah you know or something like they're just pushing so again I fly pretty close to the front of the plane, guys. And so I don't mind. I don't mind sitting there with my elbows I got elbows my gold out. card,
3: and I got to go sit in yeah. the Delta Club on my layover I'm here.
4: Sharpen, those elbows, and just stand there and piss them the hell off. Yeah. And it's great. And they're just up on your back, right? And you just you start inching back a little bit, just a little bit farther back, just to piss them off. You know? Oh, here, you know, you know, they, and then you, and then the best thing is, is you let everybody else go. You know, like somebody who's got to get it. You just, you know, it's going to take them four minutes to get their bag out. Oh, no, go ahead, ma'am. Here, can I grab that for you? And you know, they just want to go. Sons of bitches. That's what I say. (laughs) I cannot figure Matt out. Sometimes he is so
0: relaxed and just like, let bygones be guy Let. And then sometimes this angry Matt comes out and he's like, fuck
1: everyone. And I'm like, yes, this is what I want. This is what I love. (laughs) If we had access to his spreadsheet, obviously we know now that people who run up from the back of the plane are on his spreadsheet. Well, there's like. There's
4: like there's like social contracts in the world, right? I'm not trying to, you know, like you just you don't just speed by, and you don't just slam on your. I mean, everybody who's driving down the road, you don't I go mean, to
3: someone's home for a fundraiser Matt, if you know you have. Matt's profit. the Things guy like who kind of like creeps his car over into the 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 yeah. gutter or the side lane, where so people when they're trying to get by, he's the guy who like stops everyone, right? Yeah, no, I
4: <laughs> not even close. Those, I mean, I it's the it's just there's social contracts in the world. Right? You open a door for a little old lady. You let her go in. I don't. You know, you hold the door in the elevator. I mean, there's just general you COVID, things you I'm not do. opening
3: that door for yeah. that old
4: lady. You take a nap uh, on the airplane, you take your shoes off.
1: I mean, it's polite yeah. stuff. Like it's <laughs> in your socks. What you, you do? let
4: those things air bring out. Bring your foot right?
1: file. If you could, like, airplane time is foot care mm-hmm. time. Like, that's how it works. When we're not doing a double album, I will tell
0: you about how I've gotten addicted to the Delta Sky Club. I cannot go to the airport <laughs> anymore without getting the Delta Sky Club. I go in there, I get all my free drinks, I get all my yeah. free soups. You want to talk about gas on a plane? Try loading suit. up on five <laughs> bowls of cheesy tortilla soup.
1: This is what I'm talking about. You need to recline when that happens. But yes, you're right. It is a double album night, and this album is very important. So we got to get to it. Do not tempt keep, me
0: keep to moving, play that noise again.
1: Keep moving, Rob. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's go. Aaron, rolling and going. How's it going? Uh, it's rolling really going great. I had a really good food day today. I went out, my lady and I went out for tacos for lunch, and then we nice. had hot dog night for dinner here at home. Hot dog night. And it was a, just a beautiful day
3: what does hot dog night consist of? Is there like toppings or what is, or is it just regular hot dogs? What, what's hot dog night? I probably shouldn't have brought it up. Cause I
1: wish you hadn't asked, but uh, you're going to wish you hadn't asked too. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. I was excited because one of the toppings was, was my very thing? own sweet pepper relish that I made myself with some uh, roasted Jimmy Nardello peppers. And you didn't buy it. Nice. You didn't go buy it at a store. Yeah. I didn't buy it at a store. I made it myself. Cause I oh. had, we had some Jimmy Nardello peppers from our CSA and I roasted them. And then I you, minced them up with some uh, basil from the backyard and some salt and. What olive did you oil. use to cut those? The those Jimmy Nards. Eyes. I just used the regular old kitchen knife. There's no special oh,
3: okay. technique to that one. They're pretty straightforward. Even Aaron's hot dog night is way excite- more exciting than my <laughs> hot dog night. You can just mow hot dogs,
0: can't you? They're the perfect shape. They fit right yeah. in your mouth. Like you barely need to chew them. You're just like, this might choke me to death. I don't care. Down the windpipe yeah, it just goes. Straight
3: down the gullet, man.
0: <laughs> Aaron, you it's have delicious. a job, right? Like I don't mean to pry or whatever, but you have like a job. I have why, a job. Why yeah. would
3: Aaron, uh, hold on? Why would why would Aaron preparing <laughs> hot dogs prevent him from having a job here? It's it's not like he spent eight hours. He
0: went and got pre- tacos for lunch, yeah. and then he prepared his own relish and made hot dogs.
1: Oh, like, so I will clarify, he's I not, he's the not like the
3: relish. He's not curing cancer or solving world hunger here. <laughs> I am he's, definitely not. He's like no, cutting up, he's cutting up condiments. Aaron, Aaron didn't yeah. tell us he does
0: work at a hot dog cart. That's the way he works. But, so
2: like,
0: <laughs> he's like, finally, he's like, I should try one of these.
3: I mean, I remember Aaron a while back telling us he didn't want to hear about his coworkers' feelings. And if I was a hot, dark, hot dog cart guy with other hot dog cart guys, I wouldn't want to hear about their feelings. I get so hot when all the when all the hot water boils up and makes me sweat. Like, I wouldn't want to hear that either. So I get that, Aaron.
4: Got mustard on my apron again. Sometimes <laughs> I think I should be selling pretzels instead of hot dogs.
1: And I went out for lunch today. So that I was like relish making was my outing yesterday. And then tacos is my outing today.
0: I can tell you, I got one street hot dog in New York one time. And I was like, oh, it's a New York thing. Get a hot dog. It was so gross. It was like gray when it came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, the dirty one." And I out. ate it, but I wasn't happy about it. You needed to lean back in your chair after that. <laughs> on the subway. No, no, it doesn't matter on the subway. And you I'm gotta not like, I don't want to get too
1: into it. But these hot dogs I got Dominance. from Cream Co. here in Oakland, they're the best hot dogs I've ever had in my life. They're really good. So I'm also Cream excited about Co. that. Cream Co. hot dogs. Cream yeah. Co. hot dogs. Are you sure that that's not... That sounds made up to me. That sounds like a No, prank I'm telling you, Creamco is really like, if we could get them to sponsor us, I would happily do some uh, ads for Creamco. Oh
3: if we got sponsored by a hot dog that place. That means you would have to tell people about the podcast, which I don't know <laughs> if any of us are really ready to do at this point. And, and after the intro for this podcast, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be doing it this week either.
0: <laughs> you guys are tempting me again to push the button. I'm not going to do it. I'm too strong.
1: Rob, how's it rolling going with you? How's it rolling going with Rob? We had a sleepover
0: birthday party this weekend and it is the greatest mistake i've ever made in my life uh,
2: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: i never hear i never have regretted anything more it was it was only four girls aged 10 over for a sleepover but the problem is not the sleepover the sleepover was fine i'm a teacher i can handle kids i put on the disco light i put on the video games we gave them shakes we watched a movie they were your daughter's friends right yeah they were not just random kids off the street they oh. were they were my daughter's friends they were over and basically i kind of woke up at like I went to bed at ten, told them to go to bed. Woke up at eleven, told them to go to bed. Woke up at twelve, told them to go to bed. And finally, by two, they were just asleep. The problem is the next day, they are like gremlins. They are like they are like like little Mowgli's that you have given water to, and the next day you wake up and it's just gremlins, like putting their head in the blender and turning the, turning it on. Doesn't a sleep? That's over my head. whole family.
3: Doesn't a sleepover end like at 9 a.m., though? They wake up and you send them home. You shouldn't have to deal with any consequences, right? No, it's true.
0: We sent them home at 10. It was the greatest party because they came at 6. They left at 10. But everyone is so tired and so pissed off that you're just angry. The girls are upset because they were up too late. They didn't get enough sleep. My wife's upset because I don't know why. She got tons of sleep. I don't know. She told me to go out. I'm there. She's pretty like, You're sure
3: teacher. she did. I'm pretty sure I, we heard the intro to this podcast. I'm think pretty she's sure upset I know about why podcast, she's upset. Right? I think, like, she's <laughs> like, at any point, Matt and Aaron and I could quit the podcast. She's made a life commitment here. I get it. <laughs> Listen, I ran Sir
0: Dookie by her. She thought it was very funny. Uh, but I also wanted to mention that we did have a passing of a music great. Uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen passed away the other day, and I figured we should probably talk about him. The problem is. Right, is that I just am, like, I understand that he's a great guitar player. I just was never a big fan of Van Halen. So everybody was going crazy about, like, oh, Van Halen died. And and I was just like, yeah, that's, that's a big bummer. But it's, like, it's not going to rock my world. Like, there's a lot of musicians where I'd care a lot more if it happened. I will say, though, Eddie Van Halen always impressed me because I thought he was the one guitar player who didn't seem to copy anyone else's style. Like, Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, I thought all those guys were kind of just a different kind of blues guitar player, you know, whereas Van Halen seemed to be like this weird, like, he was almost taking orchestral music and speeding
1: it way up and doing all these different things. And uh, claimed he didn't listen to music. Right. I mean, I I think, I think you're onto something, Rob, because his thing was, he was like, I don't listen to other music. Like he, I don't know if this was true or not, but he, he claimed to just basically never listen to other
3: guitarists. So if that's so you really I could true. be one of the greatest guitar players ever because I don't listen. I d- didn't yeah. know shit about music either. Right, yeah. you
1: could just pick one up and just start playing.
3: So I want to talk just real quick
0: about uh, Van Halen. I have a couple clips here of his guitar solos, and I want to just real quick. He did do this solo. My favorite work of his is the guitar solo in Michael Jackson's "Beat It."
3: Did, did you guys know he played this beforehand or did you just realize this when he died and it was like kind of in all the articles? I,
0: I knew it beforehand. And that's the other thing is I don't think we need to talk about this too much because I think a lot of people yep. are probably doing better things than what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I did know that he did this beforehand, but I didn't realize that he only did this in two takes and he like listened to it real quick. Now, he did say what the interesting part of the solo is, is the chords behind it. And let me play this for you. This is him. It's just the solo. Everything else is cut out. And I will say, it rocks, right? But it's not as good as when the music is behind it. I mean, that's
3: if it's I on the it's easy games. level, I could easily hammer this on Guitar Hero. <laughs> not like medium or pro, but easy level Guitar Hero, I got this. This is the part that's impressive, I think. It's the tapping, and that's, you
0: know, what he was known for. But if you heard that like in Guitar Center, you'd be like, oh, that guy's really good, but he wouldn't be like... God, that's the greatest rock god of all time, you right? You have to hear it in
1: context. Yeah, I mean. To, exactly. To context to really. Now,
0: realizing that he did that on two takes and he didn't want to get paid for it, he said, he said, quote, oh, I wanted to help that kid out. So first of all, referring to Michael Jackson, this is post-thriller. Referring to Michael yeah, he was Jackson, already kid. already the biggest star in the Banks. world, right? That's a yes, baller Banks. move. Just be like, yeah, I'll help this guy out. But I do want to play this. This is, of course, the greatest song. Third greatest song of all time. i for teacher.
3: Just as guitar lick. so good. It's, it's, it's just... You claim this is one of your favorite songs ever, Rob, right? It's fantastic. It really is. I do love this song very much.
0: Again, it is problematic because I am a teacher, so if it ever comes up like on my phone or in the weight room, I'm probably
2: going to get fired.
3: Did you guys know that Beck was actually part of a cover of the song Hot for Teacher? He, he joined forces with a kind of a jazz duo called The Bird and the Bee, And they did a cover of Hot for Teacher. Rob, if you go to like 2.30 or so of the Bird and the Bee, Hot for Teacher, and you guys might like this. Let it roll for a minute. Is that Beck singing? No, hold on.
1: Sounds like Stevie Wonder. This is badass, is it not? I mean, Matt, I, 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 you're making a joke, but you're not not—you're not wrong. I mean, the keys are... No, are I'm not really I'm, not, things, I'm not right? trying to joke. I
4: mean, it is. just easy listening music, and it's good.
1: Well, I wouldn't call it easy listening, but I would say it's keyboard forward, which
0: is, you know, a lot of what hey, baby. the key of life is. Can you imagine hanging out with Matt, and he's like, hey, let's just relax a little bit. Let me put this yeah. on. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> nice, easy I'm listening stressed. Music. I'm so stressed <laughs> out.
3: How to teach, but the, <laughs> the real thing so Beck collaborates with this group, and so Beck actually performs kind of the vocals for other, another part of the song. So, Rob, if you could jump to that other part of the song I gave you, it's about 35 seconds in. Play that part quick. Good morning, class. Oh, <laughs> I don't to ah. sorry, teacher this morning.
1: my name is Mr. Goodbody. Oh, the good. Goodbody, no. the text from
4: Moby Dick. So please turn now to page 69. 69. Classic.
2: You know
0: how many times I've had to pretend in front of students I don't know what 69 is funny? Wait, so is he going to
1: read Melville or not? Does he not read
3: Melville? (laughs) The bird and the bee brought in Beck on this song to play the the role of the teacher, Mr. Goodbody. So I got to ask you guys, when it comes to dirty teachers, who does it better, Rob or Beck? Who does it better?
4: Oh, Rob's a way better dirty teacher. I have to say, Beck did it better. (laughs)
3: Beck
0: did it better. Okay, I'm not... This is all getting cut out, by the way. I am not a dirty teacher. I don't even know what that means. That's very bad. Dirty teacher. Uh, Now... Yeah. Page 69. That's what every like problem. Everything ever is on page 69. It seems like when you're teaching. There's no doubt about that. All right. So I wanted to get to one other thing today. I think that's all we have for rolling going. Oh, I will say this, too. When the other kids were at the sleepover, I realized what a bad parent I was. No other kid knew how to use a whipped cream spray can. What? they were like, how do you do what? this? What? How do you do this? And my girls what? are like, like this. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm a terrible parent It's the worst. <laughs>
4: I just want I, one more call out. It's uh, a really famous musician's birthday today, uh, very influential, 90s, 2000s. Tom York from Radiohead. It's his
1: 52nd birthday today. So I just want to make sure we say happy birthday to Tom York.
3: I'm just going to. I uh, actually, that's, that's drink actually as great, much as I can. That's great to it.
1: think about because uh, I think that there might not be a, a Kid A without this album that we're going to talk about. Can you imagine what singing "Happy Birthday" to Tom York
0: would sound like?
3: <laughs> happy birthday. Happy I'm going to deal with this once in the next twelve years. Can we not have to do it twice? Can we just move on?
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, I did. And by the way, that was Rolling Going. It's, it's, it's
3: time to find it's what it's everybody's time up to. to. See what everybody's
4: up to. I
3: forgot it's to play four. this.
0: Rolling Going hot dog night oh yeah (laughs) can you imagine the look on his wife's face when he's like sweetie it's hot dog night she's like oh great that sounds great wow i love it i
3: love that aaron has like nights he's got like fun things for he he turns like a a basic thing and he turns it into an event i love it so you
0: didn't work all day and you had tacos for lunch and now you've made me hot dogs like i would be, be so i'd be so mad uh, oh, all right, shit. so now we don't have any voicemails. The Beck line was fallow this week. I'm not going to lie to you. I cannot Ooh, tell a lie. Fallow, good okay. word. I like it. It was totally empty. So instead, this is our new section called Make Fun <laughs> of Aaron. This is where I pulled clips Whoa, of what? things I've edited out Whoa. where Aaron said something stupid, and we're <laughs> going to make fun of it.
3: Okay, Aaron as is as like was- the only. Let's, let's, we got to stop here for a second. Like, literally, Aaron is like probably, you know. We give Matt credit for saying smart shit, but Matt just kind of sits in the weeds for two hours and says, like, one interesting paragraph, and we give him credit for it. Like, Aaron says smart shit for two straight hours on this podcast, and now you're going to – he's by far the smartest guy on here, and we all know it, and you're going to say we're going to make fun of Aaron. First. I combed
0: through every episode. <laughs> Looking for me saying dumb stuff. Didn't find anything. Nothing. Okay, so there's nothing there. So I had to do it with Aaron.
3: Those make the first edits yeah. I don't even get to Russ for my edits. First
0: of all, our biggest our Beck Did It Better Fan Club Twitter page, which is my favorite Twitter follow. It's just great. Very active, very funny. It pointed out that Aaron claimed he has never eaten Lucky
1: Charms. Aaron, is that true? You've never eaten Lucky Charms? Yeah, I don't think I have. I I don't really what like the them. Fuck? Like the marshmallows are like a weird color. I can't get I can't get down with it. That's mind-blowing to me.
0: Next just, episode, you you buy thing. some Lucky Charms. I want you to eat some on the podcast.
1: I can do that. I'll are try that. Are you to. playing
3: a clip or what's happening here? No, I
1: just
0: wanted to talk about Lucky Charms. I don't actually have
3: anything prepared. It's not, no, okay. it's not
1: that. I mean, like my favorite cereals are uh, Captain Crunch and uh, Captain Crunch with Crunchberries. So it's not that I'm opposed to sugary cereals, but Lucky Charms, it's, it's weird. Like are marshmallows. They, are they, yeah, like marshmallows in milk. I don't know about that, man. Have you ever taken your
0: Captain Crunch and heated it up in the microwave before you eat it?
1: Uh, I don't own a
0: microwave.
3: Should we put this okay.
0: on pause for okay. 20 minutes? We are not. Okay. <laughs> I am oh, not getting pa- into the fact. Pa- pause, pause, pause. I am not getting into the fact that you don't have a microwave. We do not have time to talk about this. This is a double album. <laughs> I, you know what? It's next week. That is going into the next week's segment of making Market. fun of Aaron.
3: Next week. we yep. don't Market. have a microwave. Yeah, what this the hell? This is where I just came home and microwaved a bunch of hot dogs and... <laughs> And, and my date wasn't yeah. all that impressed because I I'm was like, well, it works for Aaron. It's got to yeah. work for me. So, like, hey, we're going to do a hot dog night. You should come over here. And then I just microwave like, these Johnsonville pre-cooked brats. And she was like, yeah, this was not what I was hoping for. And now I yeah. realize, well, I shouldn't have gone with the microwave. Aaron doesn't have Russ, a microwave. Russ
0: was like, I thought my date would be more impressed because I have two microwaves in my kitchen. Uh, and How she else not. you going to cook anything? I'm not putting anything on the stove. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. risky. That's wild. Okay, we're not doing that. Here we go. First clip of making fun of Aaron. I have no oh, idea what is these actually making are. Fun of Aaron here. Clips
2: here.
1: I've, I don't, I've never
3: had Lucky Charms.
0: Okay, so that was it. That was the clip. I didn't listen <laughs> to it beforehand. True i sorry.
3: Okay,
2: I can't believe you we'll, never had Lucky a, hold, Charms.
3: We gotta call time out, Rob. You, you said you've had trouble editing our podcasts and getting them out on time. We've had listeners complain about the timing, but you've had time to filter through all of our podcasts Listen. to find Aaron Say I don't, I've never had lucky charms. I will Listen.
0: say I do this as I'm going when I hear Aaron say, and it's just Aaron. When I hear him say something like this, I go cut, edit, make it into an MP3, put it on my desktop, save it for later. I have lots of these on my desktop, but it just make me fun of Aaron. Okay, It's the same thing I do with my good jokes. When I have a good joke, I cut, edit it, put it in. I've got two right now. Say it again. Yeah, I've got two. Say it again. What's number two? That microwave joke I just made. Uh, All right. So, and I said that so I don't edit it out later. Uh, Next clip for Making Fun of Aaron.
3: What do you think is the greatest song ever about being happy? And is this one of them?
0: So I came up with a list. Okay. So Aaron said the greatest (laughs) song about being happy is Happy Birthday. (laughs)
3: I gotta I be honest. This is disease, Rob. <laughs> the fact that you're doing this is so wildly unfair. Like, yeah, look I how say, hard you're laughing. I, don't know. I, I say, it, I say, probably. Take a breath, Rob. Take a breath. <laughs> I say fifty to a hundred stupid things on every podcast where I've got oh, to send don't Rob spit notes that out. Don't and spit say that out. and say, so please glad. take this out. And you're literally finding like one new thing where Aaron, happy the
1: smartest birth-
3: guy in our podcast,
1: happy birthday is a reasonable
2: answer no to it's question.
1: not a song about being happy
2: shut up i'm gonna
3: clip
1: that what you just said there we're gonna play that next week
3: along with is, i don't own a microwave this is wrong i don't like what's happening here
0: no this is what's happening listen you don't like it get people to call the backline. this is what we're gonna do every time people I, don't call I, the I, beck I, line I I there's
1: no backline line <laughs> rob i appreciate you listening
0: can you imagine <laughs> that aaron's like i'm feeling really down what music can i listen to that will cheer me up <laughs> oh i know Happy birthday happy to you! Birthday He's like this Aaron, does make me happy. Although <laughs> I will say, when people, are, when people are singing "Happy Birthday," it does make you happy. Like you, the saddest thing ever would be if somebody was crying while everyone else was singing "Happy Birthday" so to him. Like think that's think about it too long scene. You're gonna come do. around. Nobody to my side. ever
4: sings in tune. Nobody ever sings. <laughs> Matt's got happy nobody birthday starts. On a nobody of ends. ends. <laughs> Somebody's loud who can't sing. Those, Those candles won't go out. Fight.
3: Those yeah. candles keep they keep turning up, and everyone thinks it's funny. They got they got these just tricky candles. Just blow the candles. Let's move this
0: along. Nobody is <laughs> nobody's at your party that you set up for yourself. All right, so let's start
3: talking about songs. I didn't get key. candles for my wife for her birthday because I am just my incapable god. of doing that.
1: Oh and my god! That never that one never no goes way. away. W- was
3: that was that a happy birthday?
1: That's well, not fair. That, that happy? <laughs> Russ was giving me the wrap
0: it up sign, and then he dropped a bomb joke out right at the end. <laughs> You better look out, Russ. Sure, I think I know sure. what next week's segment's going to be. Except I do want to explore Aaron not having a microwave. I know he lives in a small house, but we don't have time. We have to move on. <laughs> okay? I don't
3: want to be around those radioactive waves. <laughs> no, they're,
0: they're not. They're actually less powerful than... Okay, I don't have time to get into microwaves, okay? It's... <laughs>
3: Oh, hey, hey, you had time to get into Sir Dookie drop or whatever that was at the beginning. You have time to get but into radioactive. Fart drops I had to practice
0: page. that while the person was here cutting her hair. I had to go into a different room and close the door and pray nobody heard me. If they heard me playing Sir Duke with fart drops in the noise, because I just said, oh, I have a podcast. He's like, what's about?" And I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> all right. So. Here's the deal. Let's talk very quickly. This is our fourth album on the list. Um, anybody have any experience with Stevie Wonder? Beside, I, I really had none growing up at all. Matt, how about you?
4: Uh, not not hardly any. I mean, you, you hear his songs. I distinctly remember hearing his songs on, like, KS95 and the Twin Cities here. And, you know, they're always on. They're they're extremely popular songs. And they're always on the radio and stuff like that. But never got into the albums. Um Later in life, kind of got into some of his earlier stuff, or a lot of samples. I mean, there's a ton of samples. Oh, tons. I was blown away by that. You know, to to kind of just go back to, oh, that's Stevie's work. Okay, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, But other than that, not a lot of experience with this album. Uh,
0: Russell, any experience with uh, songs in the key of life or Stevie Wonder?
3: Uh, I don't have any experience with any of these albums, but I thank you for being nice and asking me anyways, Rob. (laughs) The, The one thing I will say is is... When I listened to this, other than the Beatles albums we've listened to, a lot of the albums didn't have a lot of commercial hits. This was the first one where I was like, oh, I know that song. I know that song. I know that song. So for me, I don't really have a lot of experience with Stevie Wonder. But I would say when I listened to it the first time, the second time, the third time, there were a lot more songs that I recognized than I was expecting to recognize. So... But that again, yeah, I don't know anything about any of these albums.
0: All right, moving on. Let's put the album. No, I'm kidding, Rosie. What what experience do you have with Stevie Wonder? <laughs> I know you're busting at the seams <laughs> to talk about this.
1: Uh, I've been I've been rehearsing this all day and I'm going to flub it anyway. Um, I would say my experience with Stevie Wonder would have been on the uh, Motown compilations that I've mentioned on previous podcasts. Uh, so Motown greatest hits stuff. So as a kid I knew things like fingertips, part two, science, sealed and delivered Um Ria Moore, you know, his, his hits from when he was younger. Uh, and then, yeah, same, same time in my early twenties when I thought I really need to get into the classics. I bought this on, C- I bought songs in the key of life on CD. Uh, I bought intervisions on CD uh, and so for a long time, I thought Intervisions was actually my favorite Stevie Wonder album, but I think I was just trying to be contrary. Uh, and then. Um, naughty, I think naughty. When, naughty, Aaron. When, uh, when Prince passed away, when Aretha passed away, for some reason, I'm just a guy who listens to music in my house, in my garage, but it became really important to me to understand the greats of my time during their time. It's the same <laughs> reason I watched LeBron's games. Uh, I feel yep. like it's important to appreciate these people while they're here. So I, I started to try to get, listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be around the greats when they're still around. So I have, oh, spent can you more imagine time I'm going to gonna die
0: and my legacy is going to be me talking about hot dogs. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll so
1: I've it. spent more time, um, you know, trying to learn Stevie's uh, especially this classic run of um, I'm going to get these wrong not the right order, but um, talking book for first, first finale music of yep. my mind intervisions songs in the key of life. So I spent a lot more time trying to understand and learn these albums. Um, so yeah, I, I know I, I thought, but I would say I was, I thought I knew songs in the key of life really well, but the more I listen to it uh, every time I listen, I hear something different. Mm. Um, and I also want to say I own this album on vinyl, but when I bought my used copy, it did not include the bonus EP and so um, I would say that this this album in particular of the ones we've listened to so far is the best argument for Dropping physical media. Russell. Russell, yes, it's the you best. You mean this argument. album, which That's, which
3: I listened to on vinyl?
1: Russell's holding it up on vinyl right now. It's to me, it's the best argument for physical media over streaming media for many reasons. One of which is the the liner notes themselves, which are incredible. The experience of four perfectly crafted sides
3: there's, that are there's exactly like a legit right. book here
1: there's yes, a legit the whole book, book here you
3: open up and it's a it's a book yeah. on the songs right. of the key of life yes exactly right so
1: those are all things that we miss over over streaming um you know but i also watched the a's on my phone today so i i can't like i can't just yeah. hate on modern media entirely but uh yeah i have a lot of thoughts on this album i i really love it and um the more i listen to it the more i discover about it Aaron wanted to watch the A's on his record player today. He's like, Oh, I can't wait. It didn't That's work. Yeah, press. I tried. It didn't, it didn't work. Russell. I'm so, I'm so stoked. We, Russell and I might have to have our, an offshoot podcast just to talk about the final copy of this album.
0: Oh, Matt, we're going to have an offshoot podcast where I talk all the whole time. Uh, okay. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> here's the
0: deal is that Aaron, Russ, where did you buy that album? Did you buy it at the record store? Or did you buy it at Russ's record store? Which is what I call target.
3: No, didn't I tell you guys I'm afraid to go into the record yeah, store? I know. So did you go to Target
0: or
1: what?
3: This was actually a Russ's mom steal. Oh. My mom had Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. Yo, and does and it have so the bonus I LP took it and or the bonus EP? I don't really know what any of that means, Aaron. There's a lot <laughs> of records in here. And today I realized, that I realized that you can't just flip over side one, record one, and then go to the next song. You got to oh, yeah. like put in yeah, the, it's the other one.
1: one re- of those where it's one and four and two and three, yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm having an education uh-huh. on record players and not knowing what I'm doing, but yeah, this was definitely a Russ's mom uh steal. But I was like, that's pretty cool. My mom had this this album. It's pretty awesome. That's totally awesome. Yeah, the liner notes are incredible.
0: Slate did a great series where they were doing the same thing, like respect the people who are geniuses who are still alive. And Stevie Wonder was the one they did. There's a great clip of him playing a drum solo on YouTube, if you ever want to see. Uh who said, oh God, who was it? Eric Clapton said he was one of the greatest drummers he's ever
3: worked with. So, so c- before we get into it, I, I don't want to take away from where Rob's going here. This is a 10 second answer, but like does CV wonder playing a ton of instruments yeah, right. on this or what, what else he doing on this album? I
0: think on his earlier albums, he was big on playing every single instrument. Like that was a big deal for him. Okay. And then eventually he started letting other musicians uh, help him out. For example, guess who played on um, superstition with him? A guy I don't named know. Jeff Beck. Okay. Maybe we'll, maybe oh, we'll yeah, remember right. that for later. Beck, uh, well, I'll better. put that in my compilation of smart things. Rob says, Oh Yeah. Um, But I think for this album He had a lot of help For example Herbie Hancock was big On a lot of these Um, Jim Horn Jim Horn And on saxophone The (laughs) aforementioned Jim Horn
1: yeah, it's clear in the liner notes, the ones, so definitely uh, things like Pastime Paradise, Village Ghetto Land, um, I think it just says musician Stevie Wonder. Um, also because he was getting so far into the new synthesizers of the day, the Dream Machine, oh my God. Uh, and was very You're into the me. technology. So there were things where he was doing it all by himself. But then the other tracks, yeah, there's, you know, huge numbers of, of people involved. The...
3: the These notes or whatever, the liner track or whatever Aaron calls them, they've got like the whole, all the lyrics for all the songs. It's awesome. Which is amazing, right?
1: Like you can learn so much
3: just from reading the lyrics. And it looks like a fancy restaurant menu too. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm waiting for the key lime pie on the last page and it's just not showing up. (laughs) Mm.
0: Man, if only Matt and I had a way to find all the lyrics for this song.
4: Let me go to Google and type in all lyrics for songs of the key of life. Oh, look, Rob, here they Rob, all jump are. Jump back to the
3: history of There's the album. There's only
4: 64,822 <laughs> websites that have all the lyrics.
0: So I think the best way to think about this album is we just, I, I just want to talk about Stevie Wonder just in general. First of all, you got to understand, he and Dylan released their, same al- released their first album in the same year, 1962. The difference wow. is Bob Dylan was 21, Stevie Wonder was 12.
1: 12, Little oh, Stevie Wonder, shit. Fingertips Part 2. Yeah, he topped
0: the Billboard 100 with Fingertips Part uh, Part 1 or Part 2 or whatever. When he was, um, he topped it when, when he was like 14. Seriously? He's to- yeah, he's total has wow. he's total has won 25 Grammys in his lifetime. Intervisions and Fulfillings for Finale both won back-to-back Best Album Grammys. Mm-hmm. This album also ended up winning Best Grammy for Best Album. So that's three in a row albums that he came out with that one best album. Like it's, it's wow. crazy. Cause so many of these people we've talked about, they've had one album that's good. And then it kind of, you know, they have a couple other good ones and trails off, but he was just crushing it here in the mid seventies.
1: And he was, that was his years, basically his ages, 20 to 25. That was, that's when he was like really dominating the, the music
3: world. Even though like people like me, like I know him as like this old guy who, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't yeah, know him I, as the young guy where he was hitting, having all these hit records. I know him as the old dude, but That's pretty amazing to have three back-to-back like that when he's in his, like, early 20s.
0: And I think that's part of the problem, too, with how old we are is that we don't think of Stevie Wonder as, like, old. My hair just
3: looks old. I'm not old. I'm I'm young, man. I don't 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 give a shit what people say about my hair. I look look fucking good.
0: We don't think about Stevie Wonder as this young, dynamic musician who's coming out with these great songs and talking about, you know, just like Marvin Gaye, talking about the social issues of his time. And once again, I think we have to acknowledge that four white guys talking about Stevie Wonder, there's going to be a lot lost in translation for us, obviously. Problematic, yeah. But we think of Stevie Wonder as the old guy who was doing duets like in the 80s, mm. right? Like you'd always see him on these on these things and you're kind of like, oh, this is like music my grandma listens to. And to be honest, the first couple of times I listened to the album, that's the impression I got over and over. And I still have that impression with some of these songs. I can't lie. Um, but he was, he was just on fire back then. In 1975, after these albums, he hated music. He was going to move to Africa and help children with special needs. And Motown came and said, OK, we're going to give you a contract. Seven albums, seven years. Thirty-seven million dollars, which you can imagine in the seventies was like the biggest Holy contract shit. anyone's with ever a gotten. Thirteen they million dollar down.
3: advance, right? God. Think of how many hot dog nights you could have with thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, three. You could hire people to make your own homemade life. condiments with that money. <laughs> That's that's bang. You can even go to a store and buy condiments that other people You could, have probably, you could, prob- you could probably afford to sit ne- next to Matt on an airplane if you make thirty-seven you could almost million dollars. Sit in front of an
1: airplane if you-
3: well, if you
0: were a stewardess, you could sit next to Mac Matt in the jump seat.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go use the, the coach bathroom quick and walk back up to the front wall you guys are loading up because I make thirty-seven million dollars on my last deal. I picture Matt getting on a
1: plane. He's wearing like a tuxedo and a top hat. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to an interview with Greg Fillingeans who played keys on a few tracks. Uh, Isn't she lovely? And uh, contusion and two others. And he played keys on two, uh, four tracks in this album. And he talked about there was this giant synthesizer called the Dream Machine. There were four of them in the world, and Stevie owned two of them. Which like that's what he <laughs> did with his giant advance from Motown. It's so great. But he he basically, he came out, he made this album. The album debuted
0: at number one, right? When it came out, it was the number one album, right when it came out. That's the first time that that has happened by an American artist, right? Because normally when the albums come out, they climb the charts. They don't debut as the Mm. best-selling album at the time.
3: And so he had had a few albums before this that already hit number one, so he was already very established, But but this is the
0: first week. And the world was waiting for this one. The
3: first week the album's out, it's the best-selling mm. album in the country. Like that's like when, I, like when I was waiting for Chumbawamba years ago when that came out I going, man. I needed "tump- thumping at the time. Like when I was 17, I needed tum thumping. I, I hear you.
0: That song spoke to me because I definitely knew what a cider drink was back then.
3: <laughs> and in fact, it's the third album ever to do that,
0: okay? Mm. The t- other two albums were written by the same guy. You want to guess who it was? Elton John. It was Elton John. And his albums, you would never guess this in a million years. The albums that did that were Captain Fantastic and The Brown Dirt Cowboy. Whoa. Huh? Never heard of it. And movie. Rock of the Westies. Both of those albums were in 75. So this right before. Is, yeah, so this is right before. I mean, things are just going nuts. This album spent 13 weeks at number one. It finally fell to Hotel California. 130 people total, Russ, to your question, worked on this album. But Stevie was absolutely obsessive about the sound, going back and reworking it over and over to the point where Motown actually made shirts that said coming, you know, the album's coming soon. Like everybody wanted to know when this album was coming out and it ended up getting him his third album of the year Grammy. Uh, and uh, so let's get into it. I think we, it's, it's time to start talking about it. Let's hear it. This first song totally sums up what I the issues I have with this album. I'm just going to say that before I start
1: wow really what's the song Uh, love's Loves in need need of love today this is a killer intro though isn't it we talked about songs to play when you need to feel happy and like I literally will and I know we don't want to get political on this podcast but I will say since November of 2016 this is the song that I play when I need to feel better about the world and also it's track one side one so you drop that needle This is on his mixtape. It's this and Happy Birthday.
0: Just repeat it over and over and over again. Just these two, man. That's it. I I will say the song is great. The singing, unbelievable. He he is so talented. I mean, he's he's a he's a genius, right? Like that's just something we can just accept. We don't even have to talk about it. Why is this song seven minutes long? Why why is it seven minutes long? It would be a wonderful, a perfect four-minute song.
1: Many of because he could do what he wants. Because it was like he could do what he wants. Too long. Too long. I'm
3: going to disagree with you, Rob. If you go to 450 left in the song, go 450 in. To me, this is what really jumped out to me is I heard the precursor to Michael Jackson in the song at 450. Ooh, so, like it. when I hear Michael Jackson, there's a part of this song where he goes into this kind of riff. And I was like, oh, Michael Jackson took this from Stevie Wonder, but I never realized this until right now. Like I hear Michael Jackson, oh, yeah. totally Michael Jackson call. right there.
0: That's what you get for listening to the vinyl of this, Russell. You're really getting the
1: yeah <laughs> like, so. <laughs> You're getting it
3: all, man. So like if if I hear a Michael Jackson song, and like Michael Jackson when we were kids was was he was the king, right? Yeah. And Stevie Wonder's just right. a little bit before right. us. When I heard that, like I never realized, oh, Michael Jackson's lifting that from Stevie Wonder. I, I didn't get that. when I listened to this song, I was like, that is badass. I they were on I, the I, same was, label, right? I'm not gonna. Def- I'm not
0: gonna not say what I said earlier. I will say it is a seven-minute jam of a song. I just think it would be a great four-minute song. It would be a fantastic four and a half-minute song. Where it do you guys think it minutes. ranks
3: on the all-time opening tracks? So our kind of consensus Way is, high. and I know we've had people di- we we've, we've kind of disagreed on certain albums, but I w- the consensus from what I've gathered from all you guys is our ranking right now is "What's Going On," "Like a Rolling Stone," "London Calling," "Pet Sounds." Sergeant Pepper's Blue We Were Divided, are you but going that, to was over, order? that was not an album, that was a title Tax Man track. Yet. And Taxman was dead last, but where oh, would you it. put this, Matt or Aaron? <laughs> Aaron, I know Aaron loves this album, but where, Matt and Al, Aaron, where would this you guys is, put this one? This is
4: right behind Taxman for me.
3: Oh, behind Taxman.
4: <laughs> Dude, this is a boring ass song. I get it. Great singers, all that stuff. This is a boring ass song to start out in albums, Ooh. particularly with the other songs that are on here. I, I don't <laughs> want, it's just boring. <laughs> Wind them up. Watch them go, baby. I love
0: it. I think it's great. Aaron, where would you put it?
1: I, it's, I can't. Uh, I can't. I mean, for me, it's number one because it's the one that I listen to the most. So it's the one that I personally love and would, would put on. Over what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, for me, it, it's, it would be my choice. And like I, I, love, I love what's going on. You guys heard what I had to say about that. Album. But uh, in terms of tracks, this is the one I would play the most. That doesn't make it the best. That's just the one I know I would go to.
3: One thing I was going to say is when I was kind of referencing the where I heard Michael Jackson, I also read that Michael Jackson called Songs in the Key of Life his favorite Stevie Wonder album ever. So I think you could definitely see where he took inspiration from this. I think this album was absolutely, I think it's highly deserving of the
0: spot if it shouldn't be higher because you can tell how many people this album influenced over and over and over. over. I mean, I think you're right. I think if you really listen to this, and of course, I'm listening to this on my iPhone speaker riding my bike through the city, so I'm barely hearing it. But I think you would pick up a lot of things like what
1: Russell did listening to and hearing Michael Jackson. Like, it's brilliant. Every Yeah, everything that came after this references this. And I don't, you know, we're going to have a back and forth, obviously, for this entire episode. I don't disagree with anyone who doesn't feel these songs or, you know, they don't speak to them like that. I mean, for me, there, I have an emotional connection with many of them. I think some of the sounds on here do sound dated, but um, we'll get into that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I can see how it wouldn't be the right thing for some people. So, like, in terms of ranking, it's going to, again, I'm just going to be like, well, I can't rank this. It's, it's art. Uh, have a talk with God. Yeah, so, first of all, this is where you start hearing sounds
3: that you've never heard anywhere else before this. Is it like a xylophone or a triangle or what's going on here? I think they're all synthesizers. I think they're all electronic sounds. And like if you imagine
1: chorus. at the time, a synthesizer took up almost an entire room, right? So like this was 1975, 76. I love that chorus where he's like,
0: have a talk with God. It's so I mean, good. I love it. I, I love that song. And guess what? Two minutes and 42 seconds i put in the time i put in the song times for all of these because i'm going to bring it You're up right. over and
3: over and over hey hey what's what's the pot calling the kettle black rob rob <laughs> advocating that we have like four hour podcasts yeah, like, when i tell podcast. rob like hey when i'm like rob two two and a half hours is a little bit long for the last podcast and he's like <laughs> No, I think everything was really good, and now he's criticizing Stevie Wonder, one of the geniuses of our time, for going over three minutes. I mean, let's get, let's get our shit straight here, Rob. I don't
0: see the connection.
3: All right, song number
0: three, Village, Ghetto Land.
3: I like having Aaron on my side.
0: Yeah, I like having Matt on my side. He's my silent partner. This It's too Cynthia. It's this would sound. This would be a great out song if it was real
1: instruments in the background, Get and I'm going to say that over was, and over. He was going for the string sound on the synth. I know, but I chose I put I strings, not strings. So, yeah. background in the podcast, I, I requested a particular spot on this uh, uh, song to Rob. Uh, I like the this part where he says "glad for what we have" because one of the colors on this album that changes so frequently is Stevie's voice and I'm I really love that he will go to the absolute bottom of his register where he can barely phonate and then we'll get into I think on as or another one where we get into the this part where he does the uh, throaty kind of thing and uh, I just love all of the different colors in his voice and I like that he'll go to the very edge of what he's capable of doing who's Nate
0: well if he's got a phone Nate I want to know who Nate is I don't know <laughs>
3: <laughs> it must rank somewhere in between the elite perfect sound and ubu, the exactly. unique but ununique sound. <laughs> that is or what, un- what's the Russell,
1: skill again? It. Yeah, you it's should. oops, it's oops and ubu. Oops, only one perfect sound, and ubu yeah. ugly but useful. Yeah,
0: guys, we I should like be it. paying. We should be making people pay for this master class on
1: music that we're putting on. <laughs> but, but I agree, Rob. I don't. I don't love the synth sound on that one either. It, that one's a little bit dated. And there's so many of those where I think if it was real instruments that it would sound
0: so, so, so much better. Okay, so Stevie Wonder, if you're listening, take some notes, maybe rework it a little bit. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe play this with a live orchestra. If if you love Stevie's voice, you are not gonna love this song. It's Contusion.
2: (laughs) Now I do have to say when I was sitting at my
0: desk correcting papers or whatever. There were a couple moments in this album where I would look up and be like, wait, what song is this? And this was one of them. Where I was just like, oh, give it to me. Rock my
1: face on Right? This one just rips. I will say this is the one that playing around the house. My wife was like, can we skip this one, please? Could I not your confusion one more
0: time? She's, gotta, she's holding gotta... like six hot dogs. She's like, please.
3: How can <laughs> I eat first... all these hot
0: dogs with all this funky music playing?
3: <laughs> the first time I listened to this album, I wasn't really into it. But then when I listened to like this song, when we talk about like You guys understand music and musicality or instruments way more than I do. So maybe I'm just talking out the side of my ass here. But like if you listen to a Bob Dylan album or a Beatles album, the music's kind of straightforward. You listen to that and there's a lot of shit going on in that song from a music perspective, like instruments or I don't know what's all into it. But like I went back and listened to Revolver by the Beatles today. And re- it, it sounds extremely basic from a music perspective compared to this song. Like, do you guys get that or am I off on that? But part that? of that
0: Russell, right. that we talked about that with Sergeant Pepper. I mean, they were recording on like four tracks, so they could do mm-hmm. four tracks at a time and then they'd have to crunch it down to one track. Mm-hmm. Stevie's getting to the point now where I don't know how many tracks he was working with at a time, but he could, he could go back and just do one instrument like over and over until he got what got he it. wanted. And I think that's why it took him so long to make this album because he, there's parts where you can tell he was like, I should do this. I should do this. It's like me making all. You got, do you want to know how many fart sounds I downloaded for the opening of this? Another <laughs> fart sound. It'll add another fart sounds. So, we'll right, I downloaded we'll twenty. I downloaded too many. I'm like the Stevie, Stevie Wonder conclusion. of fart sounds. I had too many fart sounds because I had so much time on my hands. I was like, I'm just going to download enough fart sounds. I need like three, but I got twenty just in case. I think that Stevie Wonder is doing the same thing, right? And 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 I think we both had equal results. I think that that opening is probably my songs in the key of life. Your contusion. But contusion is the one
1: that you read that, like, he would wake people up at three in the morning and be like, we got to mi- remix Contusion yeah. again. And I think the big thing that that we're not mentioning here, the word we're not saying is jazz. This is, I think, and we're going to hear it. I mean, it's yeah. very cool to me that he does Contusion straight into Sir Duke because Contusion is... As far out as jazz had gone Or, I mean, maybe yeah. not because it's still melodic and rhythmic But he's definitely barring this from song. jazz And then he goes to Sir Duke next Which, I the transition from like, Sir Duke is just fantastic
3: This song is just an absolute jam Maybe, again, this is me coming from the guy who is looking for commercial hits And I know, Aaron, you have maybe said once before, like This isn't one of your... F- it wasn't one of my But now yet. it
1: is Now the more I listen to it, I love it so much
3: You, I mean, you absolutely okay, have to have one. this song on one of your playlists, right? Like, Matt, I don't know if this is on your top 100, but this has got to be close to it, right? <laughs> Matt has left. I don't oh, see this Matt's, thing, Matt's hey, screen as is, is a gray. great song.
4: This is a great song.
1: Yeah, Matt, Matt left oh. the podcast. I don't know.
3: <laughs> to me, it's it's an absolute crusher. And to celebrate that tonight, I'm drinking Crusher Cabernet. Oh, this is a And let me tell Stretch. you, if you try this Cabernet. You can feel it all over. You can feel it all <laughs> over, people. <laughs> and I got to say, again, I was talking about my record player earlier because, you know, guys, I'm very advanced in my music tastes. But I listened to the first five songs, and they're all on the first side of the one record. I don't know what that's called, side A, whatever it's called. Aaron, Those five Aaron can songs you five songs on that him? one side of the record is pretty badass. It was pretty awesome. Side one, yeah, it's, it rips.
1: All right. Thanks for informing me. I also have to say uh, this is our first. I'm sorry. I don't want to step on the, Russell's bit or make this go any longer. But Sir Duke is our first, as far as I'm aware, Iowa reference on this podcast. Shout out Glenn Miller of to Iowa. So,
3: Wait, how, how, how are you stepping in, on me? Like I've had no Iowa references. Well, on no, this
1: not in terms of Iowa. But you just you had a really nice uh, talk about Crusher Cabernet and I don't want to like.
3: Oh, I don't give a shit. I should Aaron, let, let me play
1: idea. a
0: sting for. Let me play a sting for every time we have an Iowa reference. Yeah, I don't have one.
1: <laughs>
2: All, right. <laughs> All right,
0: this thing that way I would never use. I'd use that less than Matt's parenting sting that I made, and I've never had a chance to use because now He's I get angry, man. He's not talking about parenting anymore. It bums He's me a out. Mean old podcast, He's like, old <laughs> daddy. So now you're Russell, okay? You're surrounded by microwaves. You go to your record player. You flip the record <laughs> over. We are now on side album one, side B. I don't. I well, don't no. Understand. We
3: got to skip. We got to skip forward like six songs because I didn't understand how that works either. So. <laughs> Are we, are we going way out of order like I did today or not? The
0: record player is, the record is in the microwave. He's like, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right.
3: You would think that <laughs> the first, the first big record or whatever it's called, you can just flip it over in the next song. You do, you wouldn't think you got to no, take another record out.
1: I don't know what, and some, some caller is going to call us out for this. I don't know why old school. No is going to call us for anything. No. I old trust school they double the, they did love one the making fun of Aaron section. No calls. Two and three. And I don't know why that is. And I should know, but I don't. You idiot. Get your wife on the podcast. God dang. Right.
4: If only we had like this machine, we could type in these questions. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Russ,
2: check check those liner
0: notes. See if the answer's in those liner notes. All right. (laughs) This next song is Rob's mixtape pick of the week. I would say this, you could say that this is the best song we've listened to yet on this podcast, and I would not argue with you. No, we just listened, to Sir Duke. Are you in a time machine? This, This is I Wish you tell me what song is better than this that we've listened
3: to god this is good this sounds like the closing credits of every movie from the 80s
2: yeah
1: i just love the really churning bass and synth going on here and the horns get in
0: so i'm teaching remote right now so the kids log in you know and i'd always play music when they come in this song was a whole day Blast him with the song. I was like, you guys got to get some Stevie in your life.
1: Oh, yeah, So good. And I will say, I think we texted about this. I did not understand as a kid what a, like, I think people were really upset when Will Smith used that on the Wild Wild West soundtrack and Stevie was on it. I think that really messed up a lot of people's minds that Stevie was willing to, you know, go on that. that when I'm to the Wild Wild West.
3: West. When I'm the, the Wild, West. West. When I, the I hate to
0: remind you, but you know who also performed in that song. It's a callback to an old episode.
1: Ooh, I don't know.
0: Cisco was also oh! on that song. He was also on that song. I don't know if he had the gray hair because I don't know if he found <laughs> that as the tablets from God. But yeah, Cisco I was also I think Stevie there.
1: was actually on the song, right? Or maybe i Yeah, no,
0: no, he. Yeah, no, he totally did it because I remember when they did the MTV Music Awards. It was Will. He Smith, was on there, right? Cisco and Stevie Wonder, and I was like, "Is this heaven?"
2: I think west. And then and every time you're you guys, like, this song
3: rocks, and you go see the movie. You're like, this movie sucks. <laughs> every time you guys bring up gray hair, it, I have to look in the mirror the next day, and it just knocks me off my feet. Russ, you're the oh! Cisco. Oh, this- Russell. Good the sister of this podcast, no doubt. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, so that is my mixtape of the week. It seems like you guys aren't making a big deal about my mixtape of the week. Uh because but that is going to be for it. sale Rob's after a while. Rob's Mistake of the Week. Oh yeah. Did you say mixtape? Uh this I is did. also the first single to come off the album. So I think it's I, th- right. I think
3: it's actually Rob it's Rob's Mistake. Mistake of the oh. Week. Rob's Mistake <laughs> of the Week. Oh,
0: I'd love to date somebody named Mistake. Yum, yum, yum. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: uh, all right. So, and that's a good joke. Write 57. that out. It's very funny. Next one knocks me off my feet. Oh, to be right after I wish. This is such a bummer.
1: I love the double bass there, though. The, the keyboard is doubling the bass. And I think this is such a clever line coming up here. There's so much cleverness in you, this. I intensity. don't want to go to
2: hot dog night Aaron's.
1: looking at those hot dogs. I love you. I love you. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to bore you with it, but this is all I got to say. I think it's such a clever line.
2: Mm.
0: God, I do want to. You know, I once had a hot dog party where I grilled like 100 hot dogs, and then we had different uh, recipes out with different ingredients like guacamole and uh, pico de gallo, and then like. I think there's just one where it's just mustard. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it's great, man. Hot dogs are a, a pilot, man. They're a blank slate. Rosie, Aaron, we don't want to talk about hot dogs all
0: night. Okay? Yeah, I agree. Shut the fuck up about hot dogs already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. About hot dogs,
1: I mean, I kind of do. Yeah. Man, what's up? How else am I, uh, I going to prepare these romantic still dinners on if the you podcast. guys don't tell me
3: how to prepare hot dogs correctly? <laughs> is
1: Matt working <laughs> while we're on this podcast? Yeah, Matt. Yeah, I think so. He's
0: sending out, out his spreadsheet First class flight. TPS <laughs> report. I read the spreadsheet It says, this podcast. Well, I don't know what that means.
3: He's leaving, a, he's leaving a note for Delta. do not put me by that dog without the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Dog shit on apparently, a plane is
0: on,
4: the, is on the spreadsheet. Apparently albums, the double albums are going back to this. And, you know, it's right on this little thing called <laughs> Wikipedia, like kind of right yeah. at the top of it. You know, when you just type in the question. Um, if it was on the know, radio, Aaron would heard it. There's a lot of times in the <laughs> late 60s, early 70s, there was automatic changers. And so you do one and four and two and three so that you'd only have to flip an album once so they could have automatic changers come in, mm. drop it in and go in. And so you only had to flip one, you know, you only had to flip from two to three. Oh yes. Okay. So one would come in and then it would go out. And then I yeah, know what you're talking right, about.
0: Cause getting... my, my grandmother's record player had one of those where it would just like drop another album on top. So I didn't get the right record player. No, you need to go get the uh, $600 no. version that Aaron. No, got I think modern
1: double albums just do one, two, three, four. I mean, it's like, yeah. uh, the, yeah. the, like, like, uh, UGK Super Tight uh, is double album. That's one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm trying to think of my other double albums. Um, Are you sure that's a
0: that's not a, a
1: pornographic movie
0: that you've purchased that it, you think? I is mean, a double it might album? have been. Russ, don't give me that look.
3: Come on. All right. Uh, <laughs> next one. I had, too, I had too many hot dog night jokes that I just had to keep to myself.
0: <laughs> I would love to see
3: Russ on a date,
0: and he just brings a date home. And there's just like fifty hot dogs on the table. And he's like, "Eat one of those." Hey, she's like, "Don't you have any buns?" He's like, well, No, it's hot dog night. It's
3: not bun night. It's, it's hot dog <laughs> night." It also just happens to be Herbie Mann night, and all those albums are over there too.
2: <laughs>
3: uh. Pastime Paradise. Let's start on the, future,
0: now, this I did not realize. This Julio was a cover of this song. I, I'm
3: still dumb saying that. We get to a yeah, Coolio song or not? I, no. Why I not? First, I
0: don't
1: have it. <laughs> when I first heard the Coolio song, you know, at age 11 or 12, I did not know this was a Stevie Wonder sample. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing
2: left. Cause I've been I did not know this was
3: a Stevie Wonder sample band. until we listened to this album this week. Who do you think had a better career, Stevie Wonder or Coolio? <laughs> uh, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I. Call into the back club. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> what do you like more? I will say, though, that "Pastime Paradise, it's a gorgeous song, isn't it? I mean, to have a song that you just the whole time, you know, and obviously he's singing about the, the situation that's around him, that, that's what it's like for young people of color. And, and the whole time it's just building this. You get this sense of doom and this, right. it's this minor key that just is layers upon layers over and over and over.
1: And by the end, you're like legitimately stressed out in that song. I, I just think yeah. it, it's absolutely brilliant. And then the choir comes in to sing We Shall Overcome, which I didn't, mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't, I've listened to this album. Like I said, I thought I knew this album. I never caught that before until we were really studying it this week. Oh, I, 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 I got a kick out of that song. I loved it.
4: Chill. All
0: right, this song, Summer Soft. Does it have to be four minutes long?
1: This might, to me, be the, gone, my, maybe my least favorite of the tracks on the album. I like the percussion gone, in it. Oh
3: totally. Is it is it it's better than the love boat better than the love boat theme song or not better? I would say better.
1: It's still okay. a groove to me. <laughs> nice drumming too. Let's see right there.
0: I think the song could end, right? I mean we're like two minutes in. Alright, moving on. Yeah. Double album.
1: Well, moving well, this on, numbers t- basically two songs in one, right? Ordinary pain. That little spot there with the glockenspiel, the this to me was the
2: what the the,
1: the Maybe it's not a glockenspiel, bless I don't know, but it was some kind of, you know. It. i going Might have to bleep that out. This to me is the most Motown track on the album. This is like, yeah, some of the instrumentation here harkens back to his days of Motown.
0: That's what I've written down here too, is this driving drums and bass working together. I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, it seems like a throwback in a way. And then I
0: also have this clip from Ordinary Pain.
1: But it's basically two songs in one
0: yes because where this female singer comes in this this might be my favorite song on the album besides i wish is this second part of ordinary things so good
1: just Just, she's just killing this
4: is where yeah this is where it kicked up yeah yeah and it's she came i i i i do wish he would
0: have just had a normal bass and not a keyboard bass but you know when I wrote that in my notes, it sounded really good. And now that I'm actually talking about Stevie Wonder, and I'm like, oh, you should have a not a keyboard bass. Like it sounds really
1: stupid now, I gotta admit, but Well, it's interesting you though. Know. A lot of his music I think is bass driven. And then he yeah. seemed to, and I don't know enough. We're gonna talk about Stevie a few other times. He seemed to take that on himself on a few of these a few of these songs. Isn't
3: is Rob she, not a lovely podcast? It, host? Isn't
0: she lovely? And I will say the people at Motown had the same thought I did. They said, Stevie, we cannot release a six minute single. Because literally, they could not put a six minute song on a single album. Like, it was it's too long. long. And Stevie said, I refuse to cut it down. I'm not going to. They're like, Stevie, you That's have the song. That of, familiar.
2: A, <laughs> you have the sound of a baby crying <laughs> and a baby
0: taking a bath at the end. No one Every time the song played and the baby cried, I like flinched. They're like, no way. And finally, he, he eventually agreed to cut it down. And it became the second single on the album, one of the most popular ones. Isn't She Lovely? This is a great. This is just three minutes. This minute is just
4: classic yacht rock. Yacht rock. What? What
0: is yacht rock?
4: What is yeah, yacht some, rock? Some yeah. What more? is yacht yeah.
0: rock? Are you talking about Little Yachty? Little Yachty. I don't know who that is, <laughs> by the way. That's just no, something. Oh, yacht heard. rock.
4: You know, you're just sitting back. You got your white shoes on, and you're sitting on your yacht, just listening to some tunes while you're coasting down the.
3: I mean, I've spent a lot of time on my yacht in the last few weeks. That is true. Uh-huh. So you guys you guys don't know Yacht Rock. So Matt, is this like a, a, a top five rap, yacht songs, or what is it? I
4: mean, yeah, it's, it's not really a definable, it's not that definable, so I mean, you know, to put like a list of a top five together, I just, I don't know if we can do that to Yacht Rock. So here's just some, some good examples of what Yacht Rock is. All right. Mm. So first one, this is classic, classic Yacht Rock right here. Christopher Cross, Sailing. Mm-hmm.
3: Rob took me sailing once
2: Did
3: he? He, and it was way too windy and I lost my water sock or whatever it was called. That was not a yacht rock type of sailing. That was more hot for teachers. I also went sailing with Rob. This song was definitely not playing when we got back and Rob looked at me and he said, yeah, we should have definitely not been out there. That was way too dangerous. But I, I right, like well, the song. Why would you yeah. think I'm a competent captain? We're going to have
1: to go back to Isn't She Lovely after this. Like if, When you hear the bass knock on Isn't She Lovely and then you hear this, they're not, they're not the same. I can see that playing on a
0: yacht, though. I yeah, But I right. still don't, I man, I'm still unclear exactly what yacht rock is. So it's kind of like a softer
4: rock. Softer rock.
2: She's
4: uh-huh. just putting on the background, feeling good about life, letting the day go by. You know, you're just hanging out, probably got a little martini or something. You know, you're just. So, like this? Like, would
0: this work? Yeah. Yeah, on the yacht <laughs> sailing down. All
4: right, maybe like a German rock, uh, yacht but... and <laughs> rockin'.
3: Right. Yeah,
4: play play just a couple more. We can we can go through them.
3: What's what's number two on the list? Oh, you can't yacht. You can't rank yacht what? rock, Russ. That's too do what's this song?
1: Okay, Lionel Richie. Okay. All night long. All night R- Lionel long by Lionel Richie. Okay, classic okay. yacht rock song. Is This, this is All
2: yacht
1: right. rock. Oh, yeah. Russ, coming up the Lido that. deck. What's going on just
4: up the Lido nice deck? The I like it. I feel that. Okay, Next one. What's the next one on the list, Rob? The next
3: is Kiss on My Lips. Oh, I like this. Now I'm understanding what Yacht Rock is. Just put it on the background. I get it now. Good stuff. All right. Oh, wait a
0: minute. I said the kiss is on. I thought I mistyped it, and it was kiss on my lips, but it's kiss on my lips.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All it is. Kiss is on
0: my list. All it is. You're on notice. You screwed me up there. Uh, That's your fault. Baby,
4: come
3: back. Baby, come back baby got back <laughs> baby oh, yeah. got back oh this what? will kick I don't in know why baby laughs hard. oh oh classic i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get me one of these yachts this oh yeah
1: like decent eh. drums on this song the keys are kind of buried in the mix and then the bass again is See, you're
4: you're again. thinking too
1: hard rosie that's the <laughs> yeah.
0: problem right? thinking too hard
4: <laughs> You just got to sit back, let it happen. Where the hell
0: are you on a yacht where you're listening to the
3: music, actually? The
0: point is you need music you don't have to listen to because you're on a fucking yacht, man. Yeah, when
3: you're in Lake Tahoe with your yacht next year, you're not going to worry about whether they're on or off key. It's just going to be like, hey, we're we're, we're yacht rocking. I'm just trying to
1: understand the connection between Isn't She Lovely, a song about having his first child and the emotions and the
3: power (laughs) of that moment. Hey, Aaron! Aaron, welcome to Half Your Music Takes. This is so What goes around comes around.
4: All right. And, I and love this surprisingly, podcast. or not surprisingly, you know, our our good buddy Beck did. Beck. He dipped his toe into the yacht rock. Oh, he dipped it genre. Yep, yeah, just a little dip. I don't know. Color really get in there, but he dipped
1: his. What's well,
3: Oh, I could yacht to this. Oh, I wouldn't. Man. I wouldn't sail with Rob to it, but I could yacht to it. Hold on.
4: Ooh, up tempo yeah, music. A little bit. Just when you're up over. Let it, uh, let it come over you. Let it come over you. That's you what isn't she lovely? A, I mean, yeah. If you want to really, if you want to read into the, like the liner notes and figure out it's about his kid and all that, you know, that's great. But if you're just gonna <laughs> let it or play on ks 95 words of the
1: song. <laughs> <laughs> he literally huh? says her name in the song.
4: I uh,
0: I will say the, if you take all those songs and add them together, they're still slightly shorter than "Isn't She Lovely." <laughs> oh. mm-hmm.
4: So that's yacht rock. I enjoyed Michael the list. I
1: enjoyed, I I mean, enjoyed listen, the this. This is the
0: same kind of music.
4: Yes, you're I mean, right, man. You crushed it. You crushed it with yacht so, rock. So I'm, Aaron's man. Aaron's man. I, I, I wish we could take a poll to to see if who. <laughs> Who knew that he was talking about his daughter here? Because you, you hear it right in the beginning. Isn't she lovely? I figure she's ta- he's talking about a girlfriend, wife, something like that. So, you, you know, really you just for hot He says, I something. can't believe what yeah. God has bath. done.
1: <laughs> like, the, he, he, says, he says, Aisha, which is her name. I mean. <laughs> My wife says that all the time when we talk about being married. <laughs> I can't believe what God's done. No, he, he says only really one listening. minute old. Wait, it's like in the second line. He says only one minute old. Like, he's not talking okay, about. Okay, <laughs> but well, I, think, I think this, <laughs>
4: okay, this well, plays into this, that, that, now this whole does. album for me. I get to, like, the first five words, and it's next song. <laughs> yeah. Next song. Whoa. Next song.
2: So that's about I as mean, far as I get like,
4: is, is it she lovely? Okay,
1: three, great. Two, and then I move on. If you didn't so. listen, then I don't know what to say.
3: Matt, I think you did a great job explaining Yacht Rock. Nice job, I job totally that, Matt. I, I, I have a better feeling for what Yacht Rock is now. I appreciate put it. it. Your,
4: put it into your uh, Amazon Music, Rob, and put on Yacht Rock Station and All right. see if it ever see if it ever t- comes off. Joy inside I my just tears. Wanna, I just want to
1: go back one second. I want to say I don't disagree with Matt that Isn't She Lovely is potentially Yacht Rock. To the degree you want to say one song inspired an entire genre of music and... We talked earlier in the podcast about albums being important because they inspired people after that. So Mm -hmm. I think it just plays into the greatness of this album if it inspired an entire genre of music. Uh, Doobie Brothers came out in the early 70s. The early Yacht Rock. I oh. so uh, Disagree. I I did look this up today. The creator of the Yacht Rock television show defines the Yacht Rock as being between seventy six and eighty five. So there's just, no like this came out okay. in 76 I love
3: how I love how episode 10, 10 <laughs> episode ten of our Netflix documentary about our podcast is going to be called Yacht Rock, and it's just going to be we never talk to each other again. Oh. <laughs> Russell,
0: they're fighting. They're fighting
3: again. This is so like great. It. I don't like it. You don't like
0: fight. it. Oh my god, I love it when man, Aaron you know
3: are what, fighting. Rob, it it gives me tears. It gives me tears. Yeah, well, Well,
1: maybe we could bring you some joy inside your tears. Yeah.
3: Okay, so the next song is "Isn't She
0: Lovely." No, the next song is "Joy Inside My Tears." (laughs) For the notes on this one, I just wrote z z z z z. This is also
3: six and a half minutes long, but it feels much longer.
1: It's pretty long. (laughs) Yeah, it's
3: Washington Irving. The author once said, "There's a sacredness in tears." They are not a mark of weakness, but they are a mark of power. They speak more eloquently than tens of thousands of tongues. They are messengers of overwhelming grief, a deep contrition, and unspeakable love. I'll tell you what.
0: Washington Irving
3: perfectly described
0: my daughter at a Baskin-Robbins yesterday. We walked in. We were getting a coffee and a donut, and we told my daughter, you can have one scoop of ice cream because it was her first day of real school. She goes, okay. We get up to the cashier. She goes, I want a milkshake. And then we said, no, you, we said you think it, she was, what? she started crying. We're like, Jesus, okay, fine, whatever, get the milkshake. You're totally Russell, right, Russell. Tears are the, one of the most powerful things that nature has ever come up with. All right, the next song, Black Man. I love this song. I do too. This is, this, the only one
4: that's actually, to me, that I feel like there's a little bit of a, uh... I don't know if he's pissed if off. Yeah. He's oh, got he a is. little jive. He's got a little jump behind him, finally, on the song. So I mean, that whatever that yeah. that keyboard is in the background doing the bass, it's just so
0: driving. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Now, I am going to say,
1: does it have to be eight minutes long? It's, a, it's another long one. But he's thinking about it in the year of the American Bicentennial, right? And so he's talking about the contributions of all races to what made this country great and yeah he is pissed off
0: yeah i you know who i really felt bad for in this song though is the guy who invented the fire extinguisher because that's the (laughs) very last guy that when it's cutting out at the end (laughs) when it's cutting out at the end (laughs) if you go right to the end here i'll
3: take you right to the end it's the guy who invented i had to look it up but it is a fire extinguisher I listened to this over and over. I, I couldn't get enough of this part of the album. I know it's not like a, a typical like musical thing, but I, I just couldn't get enough of it. It's like a history lesson.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And they're all in the liner notes. Yeah, that's why Matt and I are
0: so lost. We don't have these liner notes. All right. Uh, you know what, Russell? The other day you said you wanted to start hosting the podcast, so I'm going to let you announce what the name of this next song is. Go for it.
3: <laughs> the, I believe this is the song. So for our listeners, occasionally we will send Rob time clips of where to start songs at. And I believe my recommendation for this song for Rob was, I can't stand this song. I refuse to provide <laughs> you a, a time clip for this song. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I didn't like it. Oh, okay.
0: So Aaron, do you want to pronounce the name of the song? Does he say Is that right? Okay. I just got an email. We are canceled. So thanks for that.
2: What? Can't be that far off. Es
0: Leila. es historia. I am singing.
1: I think that moment, though, that moment where he goes from, e- e-
2: e- e- I'm singing,
1: that to me is one of the great vocal moments on the album. And I'm not. You think, uh. This is too much sin. You gotta. Have you guys seen gonna- Elf?
4: Er, or. He goes, <laughs> yeah. oh, huh? he's wait, singing. He goes and talks <laughs> to his dad. Yeah, he's like, Okay, get on with it. And- from my dad, and I'm here and I'm
2: singing. I'm singing. Yeah, yeah maybe I was inspired
1: by this. I wouldn't be
4: surprised. I
3: think I that's where they surprised. got the inspiration from. I wouldn't be surprised. Rob, Matt Matt and Aaron are happy again together. I don't know if I like I, I love this. you.
4: I love you. I love you.
3: <laughs> hey, Matt, are
0: you ready for some harp? Let's oh, hear it, man. I love harp. If
2: it's pleasing. It's
0: pleasing. I know multiple people that play the harp as their instrument of choice. Is that weird? My harp sits in my living room right right next to my (laughs) elliptical machine that doesn't work. (laughs) 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 You laugh, but I had an aunt growing up where I'd go over her house and she had a giant harp. Pluck
1: those strings. That's one of my other favorite phrases. If it's pleasing, why could it be never (laughs) leaving? I think it's so nice. Talking about? What are you talking about? That's what What'd he says. He says if it's pleasing, why can't it be never leaving? I think it's just simple and nice.
0: It Doesn't even rhyme. Can you believe somebody like that would make bad rhymes and try to pass it off as a real rhyme? Let's roll. Let's, let's roll
1: to as. Let's hear some Herbie Hancock. Let's get some Herbie Hancock on this. On
3: this track, right,
0: seven minutes long.
3: Such a, such an amazing. Like I gotta be honest, like we really have to touch on what an amazing song title right here. Az. it's just hey, called Az. 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 You better back that ass up.
1: But this, I mean, Herbie is just ripping, and he's, you know, to, to be Stevie and be one of the great keyboardists and be so secure in your musicianship that you will ask another of the world's greatest keyboardists to be on your album and let him have a feature this way? Yeah. He also is credited for hand claps. I just talked over the whole clip like an asshole, but that's my favorite Stevie voice vocal moment on the album. he a big chest. Replay it, then. Replay it. No, we don't yeah, have no, time talking. Just kidding.
0: I we have all the time out. in the world. My hard drive's huge. And it doesn't even sound like Stevie, does it? No, it doesn't.
2: Exactly to
0: I do love Ruby and pac Very cool. I didn't like that movie he was in, though, where he was the superhero. Did I, I didn't think that, that was so
2: good.
1: All right. Deep cut. I love that. I love that movie. <laughs> Second Will Smith reference on the podcast. <laughs> Whoo. All right,
0: Another Star. By the way, uh as was the fifth single, they they released Another Star and as a singled when the when the album sales started to dwindle after 13 weeks at B number 1. Uh and these singles didn't do quite as well. I can't imagine with a 7-minute single and an 8-minute single after that. Another Star. It's so funky. But it's just too long. But guys, what's that I hear in the back? What's that it? I hear? Wait a minute. What's that? What's that noise, Matt? Do you, do you have any idea? I don't have the liner notes in front of me, Matt. They're in the other room. Well, but... I can't tell if it's a flute or a jazz
2: flute. <laughs> a jazz flute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have somebody jazz. on Facebook. A friend yeah, of mine on Facebook flute. is like, "I need more jazz flute." He, he said that to me on a comment, and I go, "Guess what? We're doing one with more jazz flute today. This Listen is to this, this flute. ripping, and she is right it,
4: it, it, this I'm wailing on this yeah. thing." This,
3: jazz easy. Out of
4: all of the jazz flute we've heard, this is the best, the biggest banger we've got so far. Over, her, she
3: over Herbie, Man? Really yeah. And, oh, yeah, oh yeah, for man, sure. I
4: well,
3: you wish you we'd have told me that before I went and bought those other twenty-five Herbie Mann albums. <laughs> <laughs> if I did my girl over for hot dog night. I got Herbie Mann. I got no. I got no Queen of the Jazz Flute. No I'm telling hungry.
0: you, girl's over for hot dog night. Take a hot dog, hold it up to your lips, play it like a flute. Oh solid joke right there and then do my Hancock joke that one takes more explanation but I think it's also very good <laughs> then I've got another Hancock joke that you can use later but I'll tell you off the podcast
2: I feel like
3: we could have done the whole podcast with this playing in the background it would have just gone fantastic. might have been even
1: better right this one just moves
3: I might be wrong eight minutes might be a bit length
0: like
4: for that song it does rip I gotta admit like <laughs> yeah just it's a groove
1: man it just goes forever and since we, it, Rosie, do we know who this is? Uh, I believe it is uh, the, the flautist, Matt. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Bobby I, Humphrey? It is Bobby Humphrey, uh, cur- who appears oh, of courtesy course. of Blue Note Records. The first lady of the flute.
3: I was, se- I was I was second chair in in high school to Bobby when I was the uh, jazz flautist. At I didn't Scott know that Middle. much about
1: her, but I, I went after reading the <laughs> God, about this album. I look her; she played with Lee Morgan and also had some great solo stuff. So she's obviously huh? you huh? know got some serious bona fides, just like George Benson, who played jazz guitar on this, track. Damn, and man, wrote George uh, Benson. Why, why wouldn't
3: we touch on George? George I Benson think we've wrote got
1: to- the um, I believe the "Children Are Our Future" song that uh, Whitney Houston made famous.
0: There is something about a jazz flute now that we have become the number one preeminent jazz flute podcast that it just when you hear it, it's just a noise that just makes you want to just get up and like, I don't know. Other people, I guess, would probably get up and dance. If I wasn't so lazy, I would probably do the same. But
2: it sounds <laughs> I'm so lift
0: good. Weights. It just rips. Yeah. It gets, makes me want to get up. Guys, listen to this jazz flute. <laughs> uh, now, can you explain to me what is going on now, Rosie? What, is it, what are these four songs?
1: These four songs are a special insert to the double nice. album that's a bonus EP. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the mythology So you would say is, this is an
0: inserted EP.
1: It's an inserted EP. The, the lore is that there are over 200 songs out there that Stevie didn't release that he had recorded for Songs in the Key of Life. So I don't know how these four were chosen as the bonus four. I think Saturn is actually an f- amazing song. I think we'll...
3: According to my liner notes, this is a bonus record. <laughs> it's exactly right. But See? I was
1: bonus record. Like I said, when I bought my used copy, I didn't get the bonus record, so I don't have it. You guys,
0: you guys are really missing the visual joke though of Russell pulling up these liner notes. It literally is like an Encyclopedia Britannica that he is pulling up. It's this giant cheesecake factory menu that he is pulling up and like paging through to tell us that this is a bonus record.
1: And I think Saturn, bonus at, at least if if the internet is to believe, sat, to be believed, Saturn was actually written about Saginaw, Michigan, where Stevie is from, also where Draymond Green's is from. Uh, also, my friend Janet, shout out Janet. But I think the idea of Stevie in 1976, at the peak of his powers, thinking about going back to Saturn, where the people smile, is just such a
2: wonderful image to me. That's it. That's all I can say. It's not a joke there. On the next song, Ebony
3: Eyes, Jim Horn, Matt's boy is the saxophone oh, yeah. player. Girl, also got Peter's sneaky Pete Kleinow on the steel guitar.
4: You got the liner notes too, huh, Matt? <laughs> there we go. No, I just looked it up on the internet. Oh.
3: No! I thought my liner notes were so special. You can just look this up? What the shit? It would be interesting
0: to see what Stevie Wonder would do nowadays, right? all the tools at his disposal now. I think it'd be really cool. Because I cause I do think that's part of it, right? Is like it's a lot like Van Halen where it's not just the music that's a big deal, but it's also the sound and like the setup. It's kind of like what we talked about the Beatles, right? Like it's all kind of as he's he's so gifted, but it's also how he recorded and the noise he was able to make with it.
1: Yes, yeah he's making sounds on this album that no one had ever heard. And here is all day sucker. I'm in-
0: talking about it. I, no, don't. I'm not going to make the joke. I had a whole hot dog night Russ joke set up, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh. Next one, Easygoing Evening. I did text the group, and I said that I hated this song more than anything else. So Stevie Wonder, Russell, I don't know if you know this, but Stevie Wonder plays a, he doesn't play a normal harmonica like John Popper and Blues Traveler plays. He actually plays something called a chromatic harmonica, mm. which is where you can play every single note, and then there's a little shift that'll shift it up a half step. So he can actually hit every note. Whereas if you see John Popper, you know why he has the bandolier of harmonicas? That's because he has a harmonica for the key of C, he has
3: a harmonica for the key He's got like G. a jazz harmonica, he's got a, like a bass harmonica, he's got a heavy <laughs> metal harmonica.
0: Well, actually, I'm not joking right now. He does have different harmonicas and different keys. Whereas Stevie's harmonica will play the key of life.
2: Oh!
3: But I hate it. I hate the sound of it. Do you like this harmonica more or less than Bob Dylan's harmonica? Oh, a thousand times more. I
0: mean, this is—he's like—he's legitimately skilled at it. And I know Bob Dylan came out as a harmonica player, but he wasn't a chromatic harmonica player. You can hear the difference.
4: Through good times. He's talented, time. but doesn't manage to like
3: it. I'll be on your side forevermore. Oh my God! There's
0: two harmonicas now in my headphones. I'm hearing it. Oh, guys! I gotta say, I when I first time I heard this album, I was like, man, it's too much synth. The songs are too long." But it's just, it's just too funky. There's so many songs that are just too funky. But again, you have to admit, would this be better as a single album instead of a double?
4: Yes, I will absolutely <laughs> admit that. It so would be brave, a great man. single album. There's, there's just, I mean, man, it's a mean old dandy. <laughs> there's four or five excellent songs on here, right? And it'd be great as a as a single album. You
0: know what? Everybody's been clamoring for the final rating. I'm getting a lot of hashtag love your final ratings uh, and other hashtags. I can't think of right now. Uh, is this is this album? This is number four on the list. It is below Joni Mitchell's Blue and right above The Beatles' Abbey Road. Right? Is this album at number four? Rolling well-toned. That means the Rolling Stone ranked it perfectly. Did it get rolling boned? It's too low on the list. This should be three, one, two, or three. Or is this a rolling groan? It's too high up on the list. It should be much lower. Let's start with Matt. What do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown?
4: Um, Hmm. This is tough. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, <laughs> with all due respect, it's, it's rolling groan for me. I mean, I, I would take Talking Book over this album uh, from a Stevie standpoint. Mm. i i i just think it's it just doesn't uh, resonate with me and i'll just leave it at that like sure there's some great songs things like that but it doesn't resonate with me so i'm gonna say it's rolling well grown all right russell what do you think
3: the first time I listened to this was months and months ago when we all started the quest. And I remember at the time we sent a text and at the time I kind of said, I don't really get it. I don't hear the wow moments. I don't understand why this is because I I don't know what it was at the first time around in the 30s or something like that. It was not top 10. And when, when I saw this one at four, I was kind of surprised. But I think I've, I'm kind of falling into the Rob trap of if someone tells me it's supposed to be in the top five, I start thinking, OK, I've got to listen to this more and more. And honestly, the thing that jumped out to me the most is listening to the first five songs on vinyl today. Love in Need of Love. Um, something, over that about, big something <laughs> about I'm ta- I'm looking at my liner notes. <laughs> Have a talk with God, Village Ghetto Land, Sir Duke, and then I wish comes right up next. That's pretty awesome. And I think I said this earlier. I went back and what I really wanted to do is see like, how does this compare to like the Beatles who got dropped? And when I go back and I listen to Revolver by the Beatles, I just think there's way more going on with an album like this. And it it it's way more enjoyable than Taxman and the songs that I heard on the Beatles album. So it's probably not one of my top four albums ever. But when I listen to some of the albums that were on the list before, I can see why this one is up there. So I'm going to say Rolling Well Toned, although it's probably not my fourth favorite album of all time.
4: 57, by the way, it was 57 in 2012. List. Got you. thank you. That's crazy. That's wow! That's a big jump. We should have wow. done an episode where we talked
0: about big jumps. Aaron, what you got? Is it rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown?
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, we've talked a little bit about how it's hard to separate the when you start to study something, start to learn about it. Does it affect the way you hear it? And for me, the the more I listened to this, the more I read about it. I couldn't separate the the mythology and the lore about how it was recorded and the everything that went into it, the work that went into it from. Listening to it. And it's an album that I've always loved. And as I said at the beginning, I used to think it wasn't my favorite Stevie Wonder album. Probably when we get to Intervisions, Intervisions will be my favorite again. But I think this is just such a monumental work of art in American history. Uh, And I would put it ahead of Pet Sounds, I think. So I got to say Rolling Boned.
0: I love how you guys are joining me in the small brain crew where you're like, must be good. Like, it. yeah. I just, it's great. I Come mean, on we over. We wouldn't
1: be on a podcast together if we didn't have small brains, right?
0: Life is so easy. I see an advertisement. I go buy the product. It's that great? <laughs> uh, so my ranking. Thanks for asking, everybody. Uh, my ranking is that <laughs> this is a rolling too long. I think this album's just a little bit too long. I, I, I honestly, I think if you had the top three or four songs from this album on any album, it would be one of the greatest albums of all time. I think you could cut it down and again me saying that to Stevie Wonder is just who cares what I have to say about it but this would be an absolutely killer uh, single album it's just a little bit too long for me so that's why I gave it that classic rating rating too long (laughs) all right next up we've got oh boys we're back to the basics and guess who's gonna make an appearance it's me Ringo. No, this is Abbey Road coming up next. That's been Stevie Wonder, "Songs in the Key of
3: Life." This has been Beck. Did it went through all this, and we've got more Beatles coming up again already. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, just ruined your
0: end joke. Now you got to come up with another one. But
2: you're just too
0: lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they don't have one. I got one. You don't want me to do it. You can pimp, then someone I that <laughs> for you, I'm gonna do it Beck did it better
2: I warned you oh and I oh. swore to <laughs> the life of my children <laughs>
0: watch this I'm deleting this I swear to God look at this ready watch this wait how
4: do I delete oh, one more, it one more one more one <laughs> more
0: okay look at how many <laughs> fart noises I have all of these are fart noises they're all different fart noises <laughs>
2: That's my life. There's 15 of them.